0: Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk about workplace trauma. So often I speak with professional women of all industries at different levels, and they talk about workplace trauma, the hurt, the lies, the frustrations, the gaslighting, the overwork and underpay, being fired, um, actually experiencing, you know, equal opportunity employment violations and even more severe physical harm in the workplace. And it is daunting. I know how much time we spend at work and I know how meaningful Right. Our careers are to us and to be hurt on the workplace is a real trauma. It's real and it's not to be passed over and it's not to be disregarded. I just wanted to send out a lighthouse to any woman who has experienced workplace trauma, whether you've been lied on, whether you feel like you've been cheated, whether you feel like your ideas have been stolen from you, if you feel like you got passed over for a role or any number of workplace trauma. I want you to know that, like, that's real. And I'm so sorry that you've experienced that. And I want you to know that you can move through that trauma and still have real impact in your career. I think that so often because trauma is so disruptive, it causes us to pause, to stop, to stall out, right? In our career development. And that concerns me because I know your impact is great. I know you were meant to do amazing things and seeing you stall out, seeing you hurt, seeing you, be less and do less than what I know you're capable of because of trauma. It only, and not only does it like kind of make me really sad, but it also, I don't know, it make it makes me frustrated that it might've impacted your self-esteem, your self-work, your self-confidence in yourself. And I just want to, like I said, put up a lighthouse. I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that there's joy that there's peace, that there's ease on the other side of your traumatic experience, that it doesn't have to stop you, that it doesn't have to stall you out, that it doesn't have to be the end of you and your career development. I just want you to know that there's there's more to you, there's more to your career than the hurt and trauma that you have experienced maybe by some previous employer. So just know that I see you, that I am here to support you, that if there's everything any ever anything that I can do for you as a mentor or as a listening ear, I just want you to to know that I hear you and I see you and that I'm sorry that that happened to you and that there's life on the other side. And I digress this week. I'm excited to talk about distractions and I want to talk about the things that get in the way of us going from good to great. I consider myself a pretty focused person, right? In general, I'm a pretty disciplined person. And not always, and not about everything, but in general, I'm pretty disciplined. If I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. If I commit to something, I finish it. And that discipline, right, like has been built up over time. It's something that I've continuously have to work at. And distractions can derail even the most disciplined person. And for those who are like already not really disciplined and kind of more free spirit and kind of just out here doing whatever and, you know, whatever, like kind of going with the wind, distractions can really throw you off your square. It can really throw you off your rocker. It can really throw you for a loop and let me know if this resonates with you. If you're like, gosh, like I'm constantly getting distracted. I'm constantly getting thrown off my square. I'm constantly like chasing squirrels and shiny objects. And I'm never gaining momentum and actually like getting things done. And, you know, I, I think that if that resonates with you, let me know. Like definitely hit hit me up in my DMs, you know, share a note. And I think that like even beyond just like if you know you're distracted, whether you know you're distracted or not, I think a lot of people like – They put up a lot of excuses and a lot of like fences, reasons why they can't do things, reasons why they quote unquote, stay stuck. And all of it's just a distraction. So it's like, oh, you know, I have to take care of my family, blah, blah, blah. Like your family will probably be fine. Like them people can figure it out. Like, you know, your great granny and your auntie and your mama, they all been living longer than you have. And yes, they might need your support at this time. Maybe they need you to be there physically, financially, whatever, but you you continue to use them as a reason why you can't advance your career, why you can't lose weight, why you can't do move, why you can't do this and you can't do that. And you're talking about loyalty and family when it really just is a distraction from you getting what you want out of your life and out of your career. And I just want to call it out. Like I want to call it out and I want to invite you into a conversation about the fact that a lot of the things that you are paying attention to are a distraction from your purpose. It's a distraction from you going from good to great. And the truth is, is that for a lot of you, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty well. You're doing your best, whatever. But you could be great if you would lessen the distractions, if you would focus, if you would be more disciplined in your life and in your work. And I think that, you know, again, what we see is like, like reasons why we can't do anything. Like, oh, I have to wait till this happens. I got to wait till this happens. I got to wait till this happens. Or, well, let me see if this is going to happen. Let me see if this is going to happen. You're going to let me see to, to yourself to death. You're literally letting me see yourself to death. Stop seeing and take action and stop getting distracted by any and everything. Like I literally talked to a prospective mentee today who said that she hasn't been able to focus on her own herself right like she hasn't been able to focus on herself in 23 years she is a mom a single mom she has a daughter and she feels like she's been you know working two jobs and like doing her best and trying to just provide for her daughter for the last 23 years her daughter is grown and graduated now finished college you know is out in the world living her life and she's still like I just don't know if this is the right time for me to focus on me and I'm just like Sis, stop getting distracted. Yes, you are a single mother, you probably had to sacrifice a ton for your kid. You probably had to really, like, make sure that they were supported. But this child is grown, graduated from college and, like, minding her business. You can't still mind yours. Like, these things are concerning to me. And I... I see them as distractions from your purpose. I see them as distractions from you having real impact in the world. I see them as distractions from you going from good to great. And so what I want to invite you into is this idea that you can't afford to keep being distracted. You can't afford to keep getting lost in the shuffle. You can't afford to to keep letting shiny objects in, well, let me do this and let me do that. And let me do like, you can't afford that. Like you're, you are on the cliff of something amazing of the next level of your life, your career, your goals, your dreams, you know, and you and your lack of discipline and your act, like your tendency to get distracted are getting in the way of that. And I think for a lot of people, when they get distracted, they start to go down a rabbit hole, right? Like you just start to like, be like, oh, well, let me see about this and let me see about that. And, you know, you start to invest in things that don't align with your purpose or, you know, that won't help you advance in any meaningful way. You start to make excuses, right? You start to blame other people. You start to get resentful, right? I was just talking to a new mentee and she was saying how she feels like a lot of her peers are passing her, right? Like they're moving on with their lives. They're getting raises, promotions. They're like doing the, you know know doing meaningful work and it doesn't feel great you kind of feel shitty right that like your peers are passing you and they're doing other cool stuff and you're not doing that and you start to point fingers you start to get resentful you start to you know do all of that and it just it just isn't a good look to be perfectly honest but it's also like It's a, it is a distraction. You finger pointing and and all that stuff. Like that's a distraction from you actually doing the work that you need to do to advance your career. So I just really invite you to build a discipline muscle, build a discipline muscle and work to prevent distractions from derailing you. And I'm going to share some of my own personal strategies about how I lessen distractions in my life. So number one, I live I am really intentional about living a life of harmony. So I don't believe in balance. I think work life balance is a huge myth that exists to make women feel bad about themselves. (laughs) Right. I basically feel like, like the whole work-life balance is just a, just a, a fallacy, right. That like, Whoever made up to like make women feel like they're never doing enough. And so they should invest in some random thing that's going to teach them how to do work life balance. But like, that's not real life. That's like actually not how things work. So I don't believe in balance. I think it's unrealistic. I believe in harmony. And so for me, in harmony, that means that like, life is never going to be balanced. It's never going to be a hundred, a hundred. Like life is much more like, I invite you to focus on like harmony, which means that like, sometimes you're going to be spending more time at work. You're going to be super laser focused on work and other times you're going to have to really focus on your family and, you know, maybe, you know, really nurture your partner or support your kids in something, or really check in with your cousins. You know, it's, it's a really family time. And sometimes you might be, you know, out the gate busing and looking fine and looking good. and having your hair done and your nails done. And sometimes you might be around here in a headscarf, but there's harmony in it. It's not like you're not one way anytime. And the truth is, is that you show up in all the ways that you need to show up when you need to show up, right? Like you are, like your work, your life is holistic. It's not one dimensional. And I don't, I leverage that harmony strategy and I don't get distracted because like, I know that like, oh, if I wasn't able to respond to one of my mentees within 12 hours, you know, I've set up structures so that they know I'm always going to respond within 48 hours. My goal is 12, but the minimum is 48. And I'm not going to get distracted by being like, oh, beat myself up about the fact that I it took me 15 hours to respond or whatever. Right. Like I. I set boundaries at work with my staff, I set boundaries with my partner, right? In my relationship, I set boundaries with my mentees. And so I don't get I don't get distracted because I everyone knows the boundaries, everyone knows what to expect of me, and I'm meeting those expectations by communicating what I need and then they can communicate back to what they need. So there is this level of like one living a like Committing to harmony, right? Not trying to get balanced, not trying to do everything for everybody, but creating harmony in your life. And the other is like setting boundaries and communicating those boundaries. It's not enough to just set them and be like, well, this is what it is, but then never communicating it to anybody and then being mad when people violate your boundaries. You never communicated. So there's that. And then the other thing is to get help. I mean, I try to tell y'all this again and again, but I just feel like I'm just going to keep repeating it for the rest of my life. But I swear to you, I do nothing alone. Like I literally do nothing alone. I have so much help and I'm so grateful for that. And some of it is hired help, right? People I pay to help me and support me in different ways. Some of it's bartered help. Like I do this for them. They do this for me. And then some of it is like free help, like my friends or my partner or whatever family helping me out. And I just invite you to move away from solo dolo. I invite you to move away from I can do bad all by myself. I invite you to move away from I'm just gonna have to do it because I can't nobody do it like me I invite you into another framework of thinking and that framework is like I can get help and those people can serve me well that me getting help isn't a sign of defeat or giving up but it's a sign of like you know I can like someone can help me they can serve me well and then the ways that I have help In my personal life, you know, I have a trainer. I go to the gym. I don't just be in the gym doing random stuff. Like, I actually go to the gym and, like, have someone help me. I'm trying to think I, like, I have someone else cut our grass. Like, I'm not going to be out here doing the lawn. I'm not doing that. I have people come in and shampoo the carpets and, like, clean and stuff like that. Like, I'm not, I mean, I obviously clean up throughout the week, but I'm not going to be scrubbing baseboards and, you know drag dragging a wet back around here like no like the carpet needs to be clean somebody's going to have to come and do it and i just really invite you into a new level of like getting help whether it's in your personal life you know if it's in your career you know i'm here to serve you as a mentor i just invite you to get some help because when you're trying to do everything yourself you get distracted and you're not good at everything and that's okay there's no shame in that but trying to do everything and then getting burnt out and then getting distracted is preventing you from going to good to great. And I digress. And last but not least is TVT. And this week, I wanted to talk about Top Chef. I actually don't watch Top Chef a ton, but I've been watching the most recent season. I think it's season 18. Just because, I don't know, at some point, like I came in the house one day and I just turned on the TV. I was looking for something else and it was on and now I can't turn away. And I know that, you know, maybe some of you are like top chef fanatics, but I don't really watch the show that much. So I'm like super fascinated and also low-key stressed about the ways that, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't like, competition shows or I don't like shows where there's a competition or where people are pit against each other and there's time frames and all of that like that is so stressful I don't know for those of you like that kind of stuff how, how do you watch that that sounds like it's like a race against the clock like oh my gosh I haven't watched anything like that since I used to watch Supermarket Sweep that stuff is so stressful to me and it's kind of demoralizing I don't know I feel like yeah it's demoralizing I feel like if you're not great with punching time, you know, punching times in, if you're not great at, you know, very, you know, like doing different cuisines with limited options and having to be randomly creative. I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. And I don't, I don't like it, but I'm drawn to it. Like, I want to watch it. There's a Black girl on there this season. I really want her to win. She's so creative. They always say her food is so good. But yeah, I just... I just don't, that pressure, right? Like I don't, I think it's because it's anti to my values, right? Like I'm a woman who (laughs) operates on my values, honey. I operate from a place of ease and that stuff is, does not invite ease. I think that's what it is. It's anti to my values. So I want to know, like, for those of you who are like obsessed with things like Top Chef, like why do you watch that kind of stuff? Does it, is it thrilling to you? Is it just addictive? Do you really hate watching? it? Like, what is it? Cause it drives me insane, so stressful. And I can't, but I can't turn away. And I hope the black girl wins. I'll report back to let you guys know if I continue to watch. But let me know if you like Top Chef, what you like about it. I want to know, like, is it the food? You think the food is venom? Do you guys try to recreate recipes and stuff? Like, I'm just interested to know, like, how you do that. Because, yeah, this whole, like, stress, limited cooking options, got to use cheese in five ways. Like, what the heck? Who knows? That stuff is stressful and would not recommend. Um, but I want to know what you think about it. That wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thanks so much for listening. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to talking with you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.